The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of pup talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. Jim Rutherford signs a three-year extension with your Vancouver Canucks and proves once again that I really don't know much about hockey. And it's okay, because if I get proven wrong by the Vancouver Canucks, it's all good, baby. Now let's talk about that and so much more on this episode of Locked on Canucks. Your Locked on Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That's K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. And man, oh man, welcome to the show that brings the West Coast bias. Again, Locked On Canucks brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network and FanDuel. Yes. Uh, what's FanDuel doing, okay? Uh, place a $5 bet and you can get what? Get what? $150 back in bonus bets. Just use code Locked On. At FanDuel.com, that's something else. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, $150 to you when you place a $5 bet. Uh, this show is also brought to you by the Don't Doze Art Lab. Check us out, Don'tdoze.com. Uh, this is not possible without the West Coast bias, the Don't Doze Art Lab. And the Vancouver Canucks, man, continuing to make noise. That's what happens, man. That's what happens when you win games. It's a beautiful thing. The noise, it's nice this time around. 12 months ago, the noise, it made you want to run away. Think about how boring the Vancouver Canucks were last year, 12 months ago. Something else. And we'll talk more about that in what? 10 minutes, 12 minutes? Because I got the, uh, the roster from a game 12 months ago. That's something else. Now, wait till you hear it, okay? Uh, you're going to see the amount of work this leadership group led by Jim Rutherford has done. In short order, in my opinion. Something else. Anyways, Jim Rutherford, the big announcement. Three-year extension. That means he's going to be a Vancouver Canuck until what? The age of 77. 77. Signs this deal at 74. I just turned 30 and a half years old. I don't know how Jim Rutherford does it, but man, oh man, is this guy an inspiration. Okay, think about it. Doing the most for the West Coast, the best coast of Canada, that is exactly what I want to do too, and he's doing it at 74 years old. He's also saying all the right things. He's happy with where the team is at, but there's a lot of work to be done. Speaking about where the team is at, it is not possible for the team to be here if Jim Rutherford and company and that leadership group didn't choose Rick Tockett over Connor Bedard. And this is the third or fourth time I've said this on the program. We chose Rick Tockett, a pretty unsuccessful head coach, TV analyst, over Connor Bedard. Why? So that this season, this season mattered. Uh, they wanted to get ahead of professionalism, right? And adding that into the repertoire for the Vancouver Canucks. Cause, because, man, oh, man, it was pretty evident that that wasn't there. Uh, they wanted to add structure. They wanted to add systems. And they didn't want to wait till uh, the offseason or, you know, a training camp to attempt to get that into the, into the mental 
of the core players. Yes, the core players of the Vancouver Canucks. Because if you think about it, uh, look at the rosters again. We'll do that in a couple of minutes. It was a really, it, it was really all about making sure that Patterson, Miller, Hughes, and Demko, and Besser, I guess Besser to some extent. I think they still tried moving him in the summer, but it was really, really popular, uh, really, really important for, again, Patterson, Hughes, Miller, and Demko to understand what it was going to take for this this group to be a winner, or what they had to do to be elite, to be professionals, to be accountable, to not just wait around for a savior and to get the job done. That doesn't happen again if Jim Rutherford doesn't pick Rick Tockett over Connor Bedard. 12 months ago, the tank is on. 12 months ago, we're clicking the draft lottery simulator, okay, being bored out of our minds, being the lamest type of sport fan out there, okay? Uh, when you're assuming and spending your energy with your team predicting the prospect pool and what it's going to look like, it's, it's the lamest time to be a sports fan. It's so, it's so, I can't even explain it, man. Again, I, you know what? To talk a bit about myself, 12 months ago, January, uh, this whole ordeal with the Vancouver Canucks really turned me into a part-time fan, and there was Trevor Bags back in March, back in March, asking me to do this. Locked on Canucks with him. And I only did it because Trevor Baggs was, was a homie. But, man, oh, man, I was kind of regretting it, too. I was regretting the promise because here I was doing what? Spending more time with the team that clear, clearly at the time, yes, at the time, didn't know what they were doing. And, and now look at the now. I can't get enough of my first love, the Vancouver Canucks. They've done everything right. They've altered the course. They've changed the narrative even for this season from, you know, taking one step at a time to taking the first step to being competent, professional, to all of a sudden, and I believe this again, internally they're saying this as well, it's cup or bust for the Vancouver Canucks. And it really does start with Jim Rutherford and that leadership. And I'm going to tell you something right now too, okay? I heard from a friend, okay? Not going to say who, uh, but I heard from a friend that that Jim Rutherford, okay, outside of bringing all the Pittsburgh Penguins and some of their depth players and whatnot, like, I feel as if we've gotten like five Pittsburgh Penguins on the team, right? Uh, on top of just doing that, I heard that Jim Rutherford and company brought over some sales reps, okay, to sell season tickets from the Pittsburgh organization. Uh, that may be a lie, but that's what I'm hearing, okay? I'm not buying season tickets yet, right? Uh, we're not there yet, but I got friends who are doing it. That's cool. That's dope. Jim Rutherford, professionalism, man. For real. I feel as if that's what he had at the top of the list of making sure that everyone in that building was aligned on the same page. Keeping the number one goal in mind. Everyone that's brought into the building is is thinking, not, not just long term, but thinking about each other, having each other's back, being true pros in a business sense. And it really stems from you know, the GM, the president, the coach, to the players, to what, the arena workers too? The energy, man, it's right to be a Vancouver Canuck right now. Just the truth. Okay, let's get to some comments. Uh, who's this? Nick Walker. Have never heard from you. The Rogers Arena atmosphere needs improving. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And think, think about tomorrow. Saturday, man. Saturday. Hockey night in Canada, Toronto, Vancouver. Uh, there's obviously going to be a lot of Toronto fans there. The atmosphere is going to be 
something. But this also could be the game that turns turns us up, you know? Makes it louder. It could be a staple game for the fan base, okay? Something could happen on Saturday, a grand win, a big performance, a loud crowd. It could give us even more swagger moving forward into the second half of the season, which is littered with home games. I mean, it's it's obvious, man. If the Canucks want to keep their way at the top of the standings, they got to continue to dominate at home, and it's easier to do so when we loud, baby, when we loud. Uh, speaking of being loud, I feel as if, again, us being really loud, going into the playoffs, around the playoffs, that's going to help Pedersen grab that pen and sign a deal ASAP, okay? He wants to be a part of a winner? Sure, that's great. Uh, we're going to prove that too, but it's not going to feel better anywhere else winning here in Vancouver. And we're going to prove that. That's just the truth. Elston, uh, look at this comment. I'm not going to read the other comment, but look at this comment, okay? Sell the farm. This is our year. Uh, Jim Rutherford, man, talked about not necessarily this, but he did allude to what Alvin was saying earlier this week, right? That he kind of needs to reward these guys who, again, are doing the most, the, the players and the coaching staff. Trades are coming. Then I saw this quote from an article. I don't know who wrote this. I'm sorry. But it was talking about Jim Rutherford, okay? And Jim Rutherford told this reporter that he never had a problem trading draft picks because unless you're taking a top 10 pick, and even those aren't a sure thing, then it was a crapshoot, okay? So, again, the Vancouver Canucks, uh, that first-round pick, we've been talking about this. I'm sure you've been talking about this, too, with your people. The first-round pick for the Vancouver Canucks this year is in play. Uh, which means we're serious buyers. Something big is going to happen. Uh, prior to the All-Star game, we got four games left on this homestand, right? I think uh, yesterday I mentioned that the Canucks have played 44 games. They've actually played 45 games, okay? I'm not at my best all the time, okay? It is what it is. I'm just Kyle Bowen. Anyways, uh, let's say the Vancouver Canucks go 3-0-1 on this homestand, 4-0 on this homestand prior to the All-Star break. It would not surprise me at all. If Rutherford, Alvin, and company, I should start saying Alvin and Rutherford and company, you know, put it in that order. It wouldn't be surprising if they made a big trade ASAP. Changes are coming. Speaking of changes, okay, uh, one more note on the Rutherford thing with the leadership group before we talk about the players, because it does come down to the players, but get this again, uh, again, okay, so Tockett is brought in by Rutherford, right? during a crazy time to be a Vancouver Canucks fan, okay? Uh, we're a losing team, but here we are, loving Bruce Boudreaux. Uh, we don't like the way he's being treated, and at the same time, we don't want the coach's bump. We want Connor Bedard. And then here's Rutherford and Alvin saying, who cares? Who cares? Who cares what the fans want? Uh, they don't know what they're talking about. Not in a rude way, but in comparison to Stanley Cup champions, you know what I'm saying? We got to let these guys do their thing. It's pretty obvious they know what they're doing. So again, they ignore the fan base, they stick the finger to Bruce Boudreaux. They look really bad in the world of sports, not just in Vancouver, but they just look really bad as an organization. And they bring Tockett, and then Tockett brings Adam Foote, Sergey Gonchar. And some more pieces to really bring some legitimacy to, again, the not just the leadership group, but that, that notion, that professionalism, needed to begin now. And that was back in 2023. Not the offseason, not training camp, but during a 
regular season in which the Vancouver Canucks got the coach's bump, got themselves out of the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, and pretty much, again, ignored their fan base. But if it's not for those moves, if, if it's not for Taka bringing Adam Foote and Sergey Gonchar, bro, is Quinn Hughes this good? Is Pedersen this good? Is JT Miller this good? Is Thatcher Demko this good? Is Philip Ronick this good? Is Brock Besser this good? No. Not at all. Not at all. That's bold, bro. That's something else. That's a new level of, of being confident. It's like, yo, the size of Rutherford's balls to do that in a Canadian market and, again, completely ignore the fan base to go hire a TV analyst is, is surreal, but it definitely saved the franchise. That's crazy. Anyways, let's stop talking about the leadership. Let's talk more about the players because I'm about to show you a roster comparison uh, from last year. It w- it's ridiculous. It is, it is how the F did this leadership group do this. Crazy. And it's actually the real reason why the Vancouver Canucks are so much better this year. But first, before we do that, we got to run an advertisement here on Locked on Canucks, man. Shout out to the people at Indeed treating us right. And then shout out also to the people at Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of one of the worst flu seasons in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if Kyle or one of my other buddies got sick or couldn't get it up while a supply chain, a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication or boner pills. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to you and you, and it could even happen to you. So go visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. Save some money in 2024, okay? It's never been more, it's never been more important to be prepared than today. Health is wealth, baby. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code Locked On to get $20 off your first purchase. Yo, 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 welcome back to this episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. Uh, no Trevor Bags with us today. He's with the family in Calgary, man, keeping everyone warm and pos- possibly doing some hunting, man. I don't know if this is the truth or not, but I'm pretty sure Trevor Bags, again, the second best dad in the world. He makes sure his, uh, his family's never, never hungry, okay? And he's doing the most. Uh, with his bare hands, he's taking down cows in the forest, Okay. To bring home the bacon. Anyways, Locked on Canucks talking more about this three-year extension and overall the changes that have come so swiftly for the Vancouver Canucks. Just the truth. Can we bring this up? I was about to go to the comments because they're making me laugh, but we're going to do that later, okay? (laughs) Y'all hilarious, man. One love to the people. Anyways, is this the image? Uh, This is the image, okay? Uh, you know the deal, right? The Vancouver Canucks on defense right now, they have what? Quinn Hughes, Philip Peronic, Ian Cole, Carson Stussy, Nikita Zadorov, and Tyler Myers. 
and also Noel Juleson, okay? Uh, last year, at this time, pretty much this exact time, they had Quinn Hughes, Tyler Myers, and then they had who? Uh, this is something else, Luke Chen. Luke Chen, Kyle Burrows, Oliver ekman Larson. Uh, you got to be kidding me. Ethan Bear, Oliver ekman Larson, Luke Chen, Kyle Burrows. Uh, where are they now? Not here. It's, it's borderline impossible, right, for us to look back and think that that amount of change with your decor is possible in 12 months because the last time I checked, the Vancouver Canucks were always in cap hell last year. It made it, again, so, so much a time to be a Canucks fan where pessimism, negativity, and dreaming of solutions was nowhere close to not only a reality, but again, in, in your train of thought. Uh, we always assume the worst. And here, Rutherford and company overhauling the defense, bringing in four different guys, four different guys alongside Adam Foote and Sergey Gonchar to alter the course of this franchise, but more specifically, uh, the careers of the core, the movement of this of this group of star players is not going into this direction if it's not for a change in leadership, but also a change in hiring professional ice hockey defensemen to play for the best coast, the West Coast of Canada. What a change. The, the impossibility happened. And Rutherford did bring this up, right? He brought up the fact that last year he brought up uh, the term that this team needed major sur surgery. Major surgery. And 12 months later, what? It's already happened? And I think Quadrelli asked him, how, how has that happened? How? And Rutherford's answer was pretty obvious. It's because they bought out Oliver ekman Larson. That's a ballsy thing to do. And maybe it doesn't happen, right? Maybe it doesn't happen if Rutherford's not the president of hockey operations, right? Because uh, we're talking about not a lot of playoff games. We're talking about a tough time in the world of sports. And we're talking about having to go up to Aquilini and ask for tens of millions of dollars to get rid of a player that you traded a lot of capital for in Oliver ekman Larson. If there's another president in the building, does Aquilini agree to those terms? But here comes Rutherford, right? He has the legacy. He has the Stanley Cup rings. He has the pedigree. He is hockey. And he's able to get that done and ultimately change everything, Vancouver Canucks, but with that single buyout. And I know it's going to hurt us more in a couple of years. But maybe, just maybe, with this team changing culturally and becoming cool again, he can offset the cap hit that the OEL contract is going to bring us by having players take a little bit less because, hey, again, being a Canucks player is cool again. So, yeah, he throws away OEL. He doesn't agree slash bring back Luke Shen or, or Kyle Burrows as well. Ethan Bear gets hurt. He's out the window, blah, blah, blah. And he brings in Carson Soucy 
and Ian Cole in the offseason. And those two have been, in my opinion, so steady. I think we knew we were going to get this from Ian Cole, but it is safe to say that Carson Soucy is way better, way better playing a limited role, albeit, than I expected, and maybe you as well. He's borderline so good based off the fact that he's so safe, so calm, such a pro. They also bring in Nikita Zadorov later this season, and I've, I've been completely ignoring the fact that oh, we brought in Philip Ronick. Think about the balls on this guy, dude. Alvin Rutherford, this regime. Speaking of which, I think Alvin's about to sign a contract extension very soon. Very soon, within the next couple of weeks, okay? And those two, during a heady moment in the city, uh, we just fired Boudreaux, we brought in a TV analyst, and then we trade our captain. Uh, We get assets back, we like it, right? Asset management, first round pick, prospects, boom, bam. We're finally doing the things that we want them to do. And what do they do? What, a day later, eight minutes later, they trade that pick to get who? Philip Peronic. Philip Peronic, who the, are you, the balls on these guys, man, and, and the fact that they can just ignore us because they got it because those guys, uh, not only are the decision makers, because that's obvious, right? They get p- paid millions to do it. Those guys just know best. Know best. They, they know they're on another level of hockey than not only the rest of us, but the rest of the league. Okay, they're on another level of hockey than Steve Eisman, okay, at the time. I know that's a lot to say, but hey, remember, this is the home of the West Coast buys. Philip Ronick is a heck of a player. Really good. And part of the change for this Vancouver Canucks team. I can't believe I went 22 minutes of talking about Jim Rutherford and company. I just completely ignored their biggest trade. Because again, that was... For some, that would be an intimidating trade to make in this market at that time. Anyways, let's get to the comments, okay? Mike, Abma, how do you pronounce that? That's that's dope, okay? Congrats, Rutherford put Miller with Kuzi. Okay, okay. So he's saying congrats, Rutherford, and Mike is also saying put Miller with Kuzmenko. Uh, Rutherford did talk, to, talk about Kuzmenko. I think I do have a quote here as well. I'm not going to read too much into it because... I don't know if it's saying much, but yeah, Rutherford on Kuzmenko said, I don't know what we do more than what the coaching staff has been doing. He's lost his confidence. He's a good player, and he can score. There's no doubt in my mind, whether it's Vancouver or another NHL city, he will score. Some people saying this is like the end of Kuzmenko based off not only the the word choice of that quote, but again, what happened last night against Arizona. You know what? I woke up this morning, not going to lie. I was feeling kind of guilty for how much how much BS, now, I'm not going to say BS because there's a lot of it was the truth, but how much negativity I was spewing out towards Andre Kuzmenko. But at the end of the day, I'm just I'm just confused. I'm at a loss for words too, and I've been positive the whole time. I've been asking Rick Tockett and him to go to Amsterdam Cafe and figure this out. I've been asking Rick Tockett to give him a longer leash. He's gotten those things, and as Rutherford alluded to, he feels as if the coaching staff has done everything they could do with the player. And Kuzmenko is still not getting it. Again, it's a confident th- a confidence thing. And maybe it's maybe it's impossible to, for him to find it in game. So uh, on the drive here, I was thinking about this. You know, I keep joking about the whole talk at Kuzmenko relationship. Yo, Pedersen, Hughes, Miller, Besser. 
I hope y'all be chilling with Andre Kuzmanko because he is too important for this team, right? And I think for this team to be a cup contender, they kind of need him to level up because if he's not the answer somewhere in your top six, that means that the Vancouver Canucks have to find two of those guys. Two of those guys before the playoffs start this season. Unreal. How about this comment? G. Ellis, okay? We need to thank Jim Bennon for drafting Petey and Hughes. First of all, thank you, Steve Eiserman, again, for pe- picking who? Zadina? And who did uh, Arizona take? Exactly, okay? I'm sorry. I get, I get mad talking about Jim Benning, okay? And ha- how about the whole Patterson thing? Didn't it come out this year, and I know Benning declined it, that Benning really wanted Cody Glass and Trevor Linden had to storm into the room with brackets to convince the brass that Petey was the guy, if available, at that pick at number five. Jim Benning, man. I don't know how much credit I want to give him. You know, a couple months ago, I was I was happy and saying nice things to him, and then I, I think about the floor again and the professionalism uh, for the Vancouver Canucks these days. And, dude, that guy's inability to get it right with his pro scouting and his new hires whether it be in the leadership positions or the actual player position, was horrible. And, man, oh, man. Again, Aquilini deserves some credit here. He does. He does. I guarantee it's not cheap to hire Jim Rutherford. I I guarantee it's not cheap to get Jim Rutherford out of retirement at the age of, what, 71 at the time to try to fix the Vancouver Canucks, the most heady market, the the most hostile market. And there Aquilini was getting that job done because – who else could have altered the narrative, changed the course of our lives as Vancouver Canucks fans as quick as a legend like Jim Rutherford? Before we get to break, I got to say it again. Again, how many Stanley Cups are in the building right now for the Vancouver Canucks? Uh, the legacy, the accolades, the swagger. It's never been like this in that building. Why? Because they actually got champions making the calls. And again, it's never been like this. Anyways, Locked on Canucks, we'll continue on the other side. I'm going to read some comments. Again, give me some things to talk about, okay? It's Friday. I'm all alone. Uh, let me know what you want to talk about, okay? I'm just going to base the ending off your comments. Uh, shout out to all the Spotify listeners and the listeners on Apple Podcasts and all that jazz. Leave us a review if you do like the show. Speaking of which, like the show on YouTube. I'm trying to take my girl out to Cactus Club every Wednesday, okay? It's year three of our relationship, and I got to step it up, okay? Chivalry at an all-time high. Why not? Like and subscribe. Help a brother out. And we'll talk more about the Vancouver Canucks on the other side. But first, we got a shout out indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates later. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employees agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality of matches compared to other job sites, according to a, a recent Indeed survey. You know what I love about Indeed is Indeed, like I said, they're fast, okay? And guess what? When I'm in the bedroom, I'm fast too, eh? I'm going for the new world record. Let's go. Uh, Indeed might be a better fast than me, um, but you know, with Indeed, you know, 
listeners of the show. Oh, whoa, whoa I lost my point. Oh no. Uh, you get Indeed is is fast, baby, and they can you can join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show, guess what? You will get a $75 sponsored job credit. Whoa. Uh, to get more of your job's visibility at indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We back, we back here on Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. And man, oh man, again, this is the show that brings you only the West Coast buys, and that's mainly because we do produce the show out of the Don't Doze Art Lab. This is definitely not possible without them. And you know what? I do got to give a lot of credit again to the Vancouver Canucks in general, man. 30, 11, and 4. That is pretty, pretty effing incredible, and I think a lot of us are not really living in the moment with it because... We still got some of that, not pessimism, but that that worry that this is not real. But do yourself a favor and just read that Alvin article that came out this week with McIntyre and then also listen to Rutherford speak. And I just think, again, the people at the top are steering this thing. Uh, they have the aid from the most important parts to the whole puzzle, which is some high-end talent. Again, five All-Stars going to the All-Star game. There's a lot going on here for the Vancouver Canucks, and I think the truth is being showcased right now, and we're an elite team. The window is opening, and ultimately the Vancouver Canucks do have a chance to win the Stanley Cup this year. Which means they got to add pieces, man. P.U. Suter, Andre Kuzmenko, Ilya Mikheyev, in your top six or in your top nine, because it's pretty clear that that blue line is the second line. It's just, it's not necessarily good enough, okay? So let's talk about it. G. Ellis. Bringing up Kerfoot. I'm pretty sure this Kerfoot guy, right? He plays for Arizona right now. Former Maple Leaf, former Colorado Avalanche. I tried watching him closely last night, but I just feel as if, A, that game was boring, and B, Arizona couldn't really do anything against a a great team game for the Vancouver Canucks. Like, that was a pro effort. I know it was a boring game, but man, oh, man. They really didn't give Arizona anything. I think Thatcher Demko made 19 saves, 20 saves. Maybe, and I think maybe one of them was a highlight real save. Uh, do you guys want Alex Kerfoot to be a part of this team? Is that something? I don't know. How about Nick? Sign Milan Lucic to a cheap deal. Is he still with Boston? Did they let him go after the, uh, I don't know the, the complete details of the incident. But uh, this kind of reminds me of the whole notion that people want Corey Perry to be a member of the Vancouver Canucks. I I just don't think that's happening, man. I don't think that's happening. How about this comment, okay? This comes from Amphimus, and this is probably one of the comments of the year, okay? All year I've been getting it shoved up my rear end, okay? Just the truth. And it's okay to be wrong about the Vancouver Canucks. It's okay if you prove me wrong, because if you prove me wrong at that point in my life, especially when... I was, again, frustrated, full of pessimism, assuming uh, the worst. If you prove me wrong, then, then you've given me life. And for that, I'm grateful, and I'm proud to be wrong, okay? Anyways, he's, this guy's talking about how he wants to keep Kuzmenko because it's reminding him how, how back in the day people were crying about Brock Besser. And when I mean by back in the day, I'm talking about back in September, back in August, 
back in July. You know what I'm saying? And Kuzmenko does have the talent. Now, are these situations similar? I think so. And maybe people don't want to give Kuzmenko the comparison to Brock Besser because of the lack of NHL experience, but keep in mind, Kuzmenko did score 39 goals in his first first year in the NHL, and I think a lot of people still like to not give him full credit based on how many tap-ins he had last season right in front of the net, but for me personally, I look at that as a beautiful thing. We're talking about a Russian player from the KHL scoring a ton of goals in front of the net. Why am I complaining about that? Look, Kuzmenko is a complete a complete offensive dynamo when he's on his game. And I think there is that chemistry that was so intuitive last year with Elias Pettersson that's obviously not been seen this year, but could still be seen sometime this season if Kuzmenko gets the chance. Look, is somebody like me, based on what I said last night about Kuzmenko jumping the gun, acting too quickly, being irrational, should we be keeping Kuzmenko? Because look at what Brock Besser is doing this season. The answer is no. <laughs> the answer is still no. After going through that spiel, trying to, you know, have me think the other way, uh, the answer is no for me because the narrative is so different. It's cup or bust. It's cup or bust. Do you have the runway to change the way Kuzmenko plays prior to the playoffs? where games get way tougher. I don't think so. And is it worth keeping him around because he could pick it up again next year? I don't think so. Look at the cap hit. I'm more leaning on the side of getting rid of it, bringing other pieces in who get it, who are hard-nosed, who do have some skill, who can contribute five-on-five, who don't go invisible for 10-game stretches to capitalize in the moment. We're on the moment. And again, that's that's this season being cup or bust. It's cup or bust, baby. Just the truth. Anyone else? I'm trying to look for some, some trade comments. I keep getting some complaints about the home atmosphere, okay? Nick, man, I'm embarrassed by our home atmosphere. Why? Because you went to the Arizona Coyotes game yesterday? You know what I'm saying? Did you go? Maybe that's not the best example. I feel like we've been better this season. A bit louder, one step at a time. How about G. Ellis? Nick, Vancouver's atmosphere is very corporate. People sitting on their hands and more interested in talking, taking pics, I'm sorry, and putting them on Facebook. People still use Facebook? Look, man, again, the Canucks have been so bad for so long. I'm going to give the fan base the benefit of the doubt, okay? I'm going to give them time here to get their ish together. And again, if they get their ish together and bring it, bring it. Bring that atmosphere to a goosebump type of level. It will allow somebody like Pedersen to take less in that new deal that he's going to sign. I know we waited 35 minutes to talk about this, but Rutherford was asked about the Pedersen ordeal. Aquilini as well. And they both said the obvious, right? They want to keep him around for a long time. Rutherford even taking it a step forward and saying that uh, they're not anxious at all. Anxious at all, right? He's an RFA. He can't go anywhere. (laughs) Which makes me think about this, okay? Like, I don't think this is going to happen, but let's say Pedersen is, 
not looking to sign with Vancouver in the offseason? I, I feel as if it's going to take the most expensive offer sheet to maybe make the Canucks think about it. That being said, I think they'll match anything, and they'll keep a disgruntled, elite, one, like top-tier, in the 1% type of player on their roster, on their books, just so they can squeeze the most out of it if worse comes to worse. Like, they're just not letting Pedersen leave for anything above market value. You know what I'm saying? Like, the offer sheet thing, the RFA thing, it's not enough. Pedersen is an asset for the Vancouver Canucks up until what? Next year, at the end of next year, minimum. Last comment. G. Ellis, Crosby signed a team-friendly deal a long time ago. Blah, blah, blah. Will Pedersen do the same? Again, fans, do something about it. Be positive and be loud. Be loud. Give the guy some goosebumps. Let's win some playoff rounds and let's save some millions on that contract so this Vancouver Canucks team can be very, very elite for a long time. And that's still a possibility. Again, Alvin Rutherford, I think they know what they're doing, and I think they also know that that's a key piece of the puzzle. A big piece of the puzzle. Anywho, that's it, okay? Locked on Canucks, gone just like that. My name's Kyle Bowen, K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. Subscribe, hit the like button. Remember, Locked on Canucks, uh, brought to you by the people at Locked On. It's your Canucks every day right here. Uh, Maybe you'll see me tomorrow. Maybe you won't. There's a chance that I'm actually going to the Canucks game. Uh, So... I really got to play it by ear. Uh, one love to Trevor Beggs. One love to the Don't Doze Art Lab for making this possible. And remember, have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. I don't know when you're listening to this, but hey, we really appreciate it. For real. This is, this is a blessing. We'll talk to you maybe tomorrow. Peace. You're Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.